Hey, holy people. I am your host, Maya Ariel Gaston, and this is the Thoughts and Testimonies podcast. In this podcast, I hope to share with you a little slice of my life and the ways in which I discern how to live as the light in what could seem like a really, really dark world. Now, I am far from perfect, but I do try my best to press forward towards perfection. And these short stories, I pray you find ways that you can be you, shine bright, and stay holy. And if that ain't possible, then maybe take that up with God. Hey, holy people. Baby, we did it. It's episode 21. That means that this is the season one finale episode. (laughs) If y'all can't shout about it, honey, just know what the things that I've been going through just just shout for me, okay? If you ain't got any in you, just just shout for me. Just give me an advance shout. But listen, y'all don't know how many nights that I done cried, how many nights that I thought I was going to have to give up, um, how many nights that I just sat in silence waiting for direction, and how many times I tried to talk myself out of doing this podcast. But let me tell you something, Okay. Because God going to do it every time. And he did in this instance. Um, his word in James 1, 2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And one word I could say to describe God and how he has shown out for season one has been steadfastness, baby. (laughs) Now, y'all see what the title of this episode is, okay? BRB, I'm gone fishing. And I know you probably thought I done lost my mind, but just hang on in there um, because I promise it's all going to come around and make sense. But before I dive into that, because I know some of y'all ain't going to listen to the whole episode. <laughs> Before I dive into that, I want to make a few announcements. Um, don't forget that this Saturday, June 3rd at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, that's Arizona time. Um, that will be 1 p.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. UK time, and 12 p.m. my Central Folk time. Um, that we will be going live on the Thoughts and Testimonies Instagram page to celebrate season one i'm only going live on my thoughts and testimonies instagram page um but i will be posting the recap on facebook um and other places right now my second announcement is i want y'all to stay fresh during this summer sabbatical um and that even though there won't be new episodes coming out that you got a reminder so you don't forget the podcast so I want you to head on over to MayaAriel.com where I have just released some Thoughts and Testimonies merchandise. That's right, baby. We out here slanging t-shirts. <laughs> and if you don't want a t-shirt, but you want to sow a seed and um, donate or support, that page is also up for you all to live on MayaAriel.com. And I'm very excited because I believe that this is only one of the upgrades that I know God is about to unlock for us. So make sure you head on over and make sure you tune in on the live so that you can stay up to date, so that you can celebrate season one with me. Um, And 
I'm just excited. I am looking forward to season two. But with that being said, let's dive on into this episode, okay? I don't remember where I heard the phrase gone fishing or when it first became a familiar idiom in my vocabulary. But somehow I know that if somebody says that they've gone fishing or we see that rustic sign on someone's front porch, we know that that means that they are away and unavailable, likely on a fishing trip. But because the phrase is so well known in modern times, we know that if a person says that today, that they've gone fishing, that we know that they've probably taken some self-care time, that they're seeking a change of pace and will resume to the normal daily task of life when they so please. The ending of this season is so bittersweet to me. I'm happy because your girl is just that doggone tired (laughs) and I could really use a break. But I'm also sad because I was just getting in the groove and I love feeling like God is using me and I love getting the messages that I get after each episode from you all, letting me know that you've heard it, that it's encouraging you, that it was timely for you. Um, And in my head, as I was thinking of this season one break in my head, um, because I'm a visual person, I picture me placing a gone fishing sign up, right? That at the end of this episode, there's just this gone fishing sign. And I say that because I just want to let y'all know that I do plan on returning, right? Like, we know that when people put up that gone fishing sign, they, okay, they might go down to the lake, but they're going to be right on back. And so that's in my head what this episode is, what the closing of season one is. Um, Because, you see, this period is a make it or break it time. I know that the devil is going to try his hardest during this break to make sure season two doesn't happen. But it's also weird because I know that God has called me to rest and prepare for season two. But the summer sabbatical is a weird, like, in-between time. Like, what do you do in the in-between times between the blessing and the next season? What do you do? And so I was thinking about how to describe this summer sabbatical for you all because I know that I'm still gonna have some family members honey that I know some of y'all still gonna call and text me wondering where the next episode is next week (laughs) so I wanted to explain it to you and it was after some prayer that I remembered the story of Jesus's disciples who went fishing right in John chapter 21 we find um, Simon Peter we found Thomas Nathaniel, um, and we also find the sons of Zebedee. And there were also two other disciples there that the word says that they were together when Simon Peter says he was going to go fishing. Now, it says that they were out all night, right? So Simon Peter and his homeboys, they've been at this thing. They've been out here all night, and they didn't catch not a single thing, right? Um, But early in the morning, They hear a voice that asks if they caught anything. Now, that same voice that we know um, is Jesus. And he gives them instructions on how to then cast their net to catch fish. And of course, they're like, man, listen, 
we've been out here all day. We know what we're doing. We ain't caught nothing. Ain't no fish in the sea. <laughs> and Jesus goes, well, just, just cast the net on the right side of the boat. And so they listened, and the word says that they caught so many fish that they caught 153 of them to be exact. And the Bible says they were unable to haul it in, but their net did not break. That Then at some point, Simon Peter realizes that this man who was calling out to them from the shore and eventually helped them on the boat um, was indeed the Lord Jesus Christ. That they um, then went ahead after Jesus invited them to the shore and they feasted on this fish that Jesus had. Okay, they had a good old fish fry. <laughs> and when I was revisiting this story, um, thinking about the in-between season, and my Bible notes I have written that if God gives you instructions, he has given you the tools to accomplish that task. That all you need to do is make room to receive it. Go out and work and God will bless you accordingly. Now, I end the whole season right there. That's that's a whole word right there by itself. <laughs> but I will give y'all a little bit more. Jesus told the disciples specifically, cast your net on the right side of the boat. If they had casted their net on the left side or throughout a fishing line, they would not have received the abundance that God um, blessed them with. But I also see that, that Jesus used what they already had. They already were on a boat. They already were out there fishing. They already had a net. He didn't give them anything new. He used what they had. They were out there all night fishing and didn't catch a single thing. Now, look, this reminds me when we moved to Vegas, we used to go fishing all the time with my dad. And, um, honey, we would be out there catching so many fish. I caught 21 fish one time. That was my blackjack night. I my 21 first fish. I, I named them blackjack because I was just on a fire. I was on a roll. But my dad, because my dad was baiting all of our hook because I refused to catch live bait or put live bait on my hook. I wasn't touching them worms. Um, my daddy, he there were so many nights where he would take us fishing and we would catch so many fish, but he would catch not a single thing. <laughs> so that was like my daddy, y'all. They was out there all night, but they didn't catch a single thing. And the only difference um, between what these disciples were already doing and what they did this time around when they caught fish was the fact that they were fishing with the Jesus. That Jesus was in the boat and that they had his directions for fishing. Now, some of y'all might say, well... Maybe they were out there all morning because they wasn't fishing right. But listen, you got to go back and read the Bible. These men, Simon Peter specifically, was already a fisherman. They, they were trained by nature to be a fisherman. When Simon Peter first got called, he was indeed fishing. So this ain't the first time that he been in a boat and Jesus done told him how to catch some fish. This is not the first time that we've seen this. The first time that we actually see this is in Luke 5. Luke gives us the most descriptive account. It's obviously in all of the Gospels, but Luke gives us the most descriptive account. And it's almost word for word what occurred 
after Jesus' resurrection, which is what I read into your reading earlier in John 21st. Jesus was out there preaching. He hopped on Simon's boat. They preached a whole sermon um, on his boat. <laughs> and afterwards, he told Simon to cast out his nets. And Simon, Simon Peter, right? Simon said, bro, listen, we've been out here all day. We ain't caught nothing. But that time when they cast out their nets, they caught so many fish. But the Bible says their nets broke. And I think that's symbolic. Their nets, the first time that he got called when Jesus was on his boat, he did kind of the same exact thing. But but they caught so many fish, his net broke. And I think that's symbolic of Jesus supplying our needs above and beyond what we can even ask, think, or imagine. I think that it's also symbolic that maybe they weren't able to handle the blessing God gave them. Maybe they just weren't equipped yet, right, to receive all of that. And then Jesus then calls Simon Peter. He's like, listen, don't be afraid, okay, people? I know you, you said you didn't know what you was doing before, but now you with me. Now you get used to catching, right? But this time you're going to be catching people instead of catching some fish. Um, and so he calls Peter. So in this John 21st chapter, the second time around, Peter been about this life, right? He knows how to catch some fish. Him and his brother, that's what they did professionally. But this time, here he is again with this encounter with Jesus, and he's not catching fish. Now, I'm going to pause, and I'm going to shout out Stephen Furtick at this moment, um, who's pastor of Elevation Church, who about a month ago preached um, this passage, John, uh, for Easter Sunday. And I'm going to shout out my good sissy, Kay who always listens and sends me his sermons. And um, it didn't hit. I mean, it hit that week that she sent it to me. <laughs> she texted me. It hit. It always hit. But I don't think I made the connection or that the Holy Spirit really kind of revealed to me um, how that word is about to manifest in my life, how, that, how I'm living and walking in this gone fishing moment. And so... Um, Pastor Furtick points out that commonly, right, people like to come after Peter when we talk about this interaction after Jesus's resurrection. Um, they make this passage about how Peter left his calling, right? He he was a fisherman. Then Jesus called him to, to go make disciples of men, to go out, spread the gospel. And now here he is returning back to his old ways. He's kind of left his discipleship. Um, but Pastor um, Furtick brought forth a very unique perspective that I actually really enjoyed so much because I feel like it does an accurate um, job of describing this in-between stage. And and I am about to enter this in-between stage. We, right, as a people are entering this in-between stage between season one and season two. You see, he argues that Simon... Simon Peter decided to go fishing because he was indeed fishing for Jesus that all along he wasn't really after the fish right that he was actually seeking the last place that he felt qualified and called for and I think that's important to remember about this particular passage in John because this encounter and this miracle of Jesus coming and um 
producing all of these fish for Peter and the disciples occurred after Jesus's resurrection. That this occurred after Peter denied him three times. I mean, like, he was rocking with Jesus, like rocking, rocking with Jesus. He was in the inner circle. <laughs> he had ease of access to the I am himself. But he got off course and denied Jesus when it came down to the crunch time. So perhaps Peter and the disciples were sitting by the fire. Or I should say perhaps when they were sitting by the fire, right? When they were sitting by the fire, that Peter was contemplating his next steps. That that's that moment where he was like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I need to go. I need to go see about Jesus. So he told her, hey, man, I'm, I'm finna go fishing. That was his excuse, right? He tried to say it nicely. Um, and I'm sure he was thinking, right? Like, I just went from being side by side with Jesus to now Jesus died, but sent a spirit to come live with us. And Stephen Furtick put it this way. He said, he died, now what? That's the in-between stage that Peter is in. He died, now what? What do I do? He's sitting by this fire. He's going over all his mistakes. He's probably in his head about the last encounter that he had with Jesus. And he's fed up. He decides, I'm going to go fishing. And I think we could all relate to this. (laughs) I think that describes this in-between stage right he's not fishing for the tangible fish he's fishing for his identity he's fishing for his purpose he's fishing for forgiveness and some answers so like peter you and i find ourselves in an in-between stage season one has concluded now what jesus What do you want season two to look like? How are you going to use season two to be a blessing to other people? I know you've called me to fish for people to let my light shine so that they may see you. But how do you plan on using me in season two? And if I must say, y'all, that part is a little scary. Like, how do you push forward? And proceed in the in-between. Of course, you know, the thoughts went through my mind. I'm not silly, right? Like, what if the break is too long? What What if it's too long that I get off track? What if it's too long that my losers lose interest, right? That y'all forget about little old me. <laughs> but you know what this story has taught me? This story has taught me that when you go fishing with Jesus, baby, you always gonna catch something. So y'all, I'm speaking to y'all right now. I am going fishing, okay? I'm but I'm going fishing for abundance that I can handle. You see, in Luke, the first time Simon Peter caught all of this abundance, his net ripped. The second time in John, they caught 153 fish and their fit and their nets did not break. And I think that's an important detail that we can't leave out. Because if I'm being honest with y'all, honey, listen, I have not been fishing season one with the right net. Now, y'all don't heard week after week after week, these equipment issues that I've been having, um, the tech be teching. And I just know that for me to keep doing this, 
I need the right nets. I need the right equipment that is not going to break me. So I plan to go fishing for some resources. I plan that if I trust God and if I get on the boat to the spot to where I know Jesus hangs out, that he's going to provide not only the direction, but he's going to provide the resources. And because Jesus is the resource, I know that as long as he's in the, in the boat with me, like Denzel said, I'm leaving him with something. <laughs> so I mentioned earlier, right, that I released some shirts and some donations on my page. Um, and I don't want y'all to think I'm being superficial, right? I really prayed on it. And this is the direction that I got to use what I have, right? So I'm using what I have. I'm casting the net out in the form of, let me update this website. Let me provide these t-shirts. Let me provide a space and opportunity for, for me to be fished, right? For me to receive resources. Um, so I've casted that net out. And I'm walking in faith that the resources will come and that they're going to come in abundance. So I can upgrade my net to catch even bigger fish. To be an even better fisherman for his people. And I will say, I've received so many requests to do a video podcast. To expand the podcast to YouTube for ease of access for some of my family members. And y'all, that's not easy. Like, I know y'all think that's an easy request, but it's it's not. It's, it's not an easy ask right you got that's not only time but you also have to have memory and capacity and the right software and the right equipment to be able to provide you all an experience that you're expecting and so I didn't have capacity for that in season one y'all got what y'all got right and I'm grateful for that um but I'm believing that God is going to make a way for season two that if this is what y'all want that God's going to prepare me and equip me to be able to handle this. So I'm asking for you all to join me in prayer. And not only that, but joining me that in faith that God's going to supply the resources the way that he did for Simon Peter. But not only y'all am I going to be out here fishing during the summer sabbatical for resources, but I'm going to be fishing for clarity and reassurance because you see the vision that God has given me and my household, I know it's going to come to pass. I believe it, but ooh, baby, these are some tall orders. <laughs> so I'm looking for Jesus to show up on my boat. Like Peter encountered Lord, listen, I, I'm grateful for your spirit, but there's some things I just need you to show up on, touch, and agree on in here in the flesh. And so, these things, right? These things that we need. And Stephen Furtick's sermon, he asked this question about verse 9. John 21 verse 9 says, When they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire. And with fish lying on that charcoal fire there was also some bread and so jesus told them bring some of that fish y'all got and 
you know, at first we look over, oh, Jesus having a fish fry. But Stephen asked this question. He said, why did Jesus need to get on the boat if he already had a campfire going with bread and fish? Like Jesus having a whole fish fry over here. And he came out knowing good and well that Peter and them ain't have no fish. Why did he go out and ask if they caught fish? So Stephen poses the most beautiful question. He said, who is really the one who went fishing? Was it Peter or or was it actually Jesus? Because maybe Jesus was the fisherman all along. And that he was actually waiting to catch Simon Peter. He knew Simon needed the affirmation. That he needed to feel called again. That he was waiting on him the whole time. And once Peter knew that it was indeed Jesus, he jumped right on in that water, naked, might I add, (laughs) and came ashore to Jesus. So my encouragement to us people of God, maybe, just maybe, what you're looking for is going to find you. Maybe all the trials that you've gone through was just Jesus baiting the hook for you to come right on over to him. That it was so that you recognized that he is the resource. So what is Jesus fishing for you? What is he calling you in closer to receive? I know for me, it's so that he could deposit this next season in my spirit. That's why I'm going fishing. But what is it for you? And what do you need to go fishing for? What are you currently seeking to find? And you know what? I hope we find it, holy people. And I... And and once you find it, and once you, you hold on to it, and your, your net is able to receive the blessing without breaking, I want y'all to tell me about it. <laughs> on the website, I have opened up for y'all a submission form for those who wish to share their thoughts and testimonies. Um, for those who also maybe want to co-host season two, Or for those of y'all who want to nominate somebody to share their testimony on season two, I've opened up a slot for that too. Don't be afraid to do it. And don't let imposter syndrome get to you because this is your call. This is your sign. Honey, get off that boat and come join in on this fish fry with Jesus. Because I really think that in season two, God wants to hear more testimonies from you. That he wants me to create a space, an avenue for people to connect in a deeper way. And so, I'm casting a net. So, if you feel so called, please head on over to MayaAriel.com and click on the Share a Testimony tab under the Thoughts and Testimony podcast on the website. But all right, holy people. Honey, I just know that we're going to have a good old time in season two. Because we had a good old time this season. (laughs) I had so much fun on this journey with y'all. But baby sis gotta go fishing. And don't think I ain't doing nothing. Because I am expecting an abundance of fish in my net.
So my question, what do you need to catch in your nets so that you can, and that's right, y'all say it with me, be you, shine bright, and stay holy. And if that ain't possible, or y'all ain't happy about the summer sabbatical, <laughs> baby, take that over God. <laughs> Season 2 returns August 7th, 2023. Love y'all.